1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You may be seated. That's pretty plain. Why are you guys laughing now? Genesis 1 1. That's easily found. Let's flip it by right open. Genesis 1 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I was in a conference this week. Now I want to tell you, the churches are terrified. The churches are worried, petrified. That is not the will of God. That we be terrified by what laws are passed, especially when the passing of those laws are in agreement with prophetic fulfillment. If you don't understand prophecy, you're going to say, what is this world coming to? But if you are a student of the Bible and the saying of Jesus, you ought to say, just like they tell me. You know, one thing, a GPS, it doesn't anticipate the, down the road. But a map, a map will let me know ahead of time what I'll be looking at down the road. Amen. Because the map is laid out right before me. I can see east, west, north, south. But GPS, you go by faith. You go where that lady tell you to go. And sometimes you take it in the woods, in the bushes, in the forest. But I won't tell you, and I could talk about prophecy tonight and I won't, but everything that Matthew 24 talked about has been fulfilled except one thing. Jesus has not yet come. But all the prophecies before he should come, they have taken place. They're gone. They're history. I can't tell you no more of the prophecies because you know from knowledge that it happens already. But somebody tell me where wisdom and knowledge is, action must follow. Once you got wisdom and understanding and knowledge, then action must follow. Those who don't understand the times are troubled. Personally, I rejoice every time I hear a law pass, and it just tells me Jesus is coming. And I'm excited. I'm not troubled. I'm not dependent on the support of governments are their handouts to survive I don't believe this church survive on government handouts this city has never given me a dime one time to perpetrate this message never offered me any offering to help build this church oh they try to tell us how to run it but never give us money to run it amen in Canada government will tell you how to run your church but don't tell you how to support it they don't give you money to support it They'll tell you how to run it after you get your money to support it. But I don't one thing. God is the one that control and support his church. Now, there are laws that passed, and, and I'm not, I won't name the states, but the laws are very frightening to a lot of churches. And they wonder whether it's going to end up. And all that God tells me is teach and preach the word. My only response for any law 
in any government decree is to preach the word. And if push comes to shove, I can go to the book of Daniel and see where God defended a godless stance. Chapter 1, God defended. Chapter 2, God defended. Chapter 3, all 12 chapters, God always defend his man and his women and children when they take a firm stand. In the book of Esther, they took a stand and God protected them. Now, if you go to Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it gives you in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You go to Revelation chapter 21, a new picture emerged, and you need to go there. And whether you believe it or not, it's going to be true. I'm going to teach you tonight, I'm going to preach at you. And I saw a new heaven. And a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. You are on the first heaven and the first earth. You're in the midst of it. And it's still here. And there shall be no more sea. I know there's a Pacific Sea in British Columbia. The Caribbean Sea in the West Indies. And so on and so forth. Seas are still here. So he's not talking about this present world. Now the Bible also said the world speaks of their own and the world listens to their own. God's people must listen to his word. We must also recognize that our laws are diverse to the world that we're living in. You're going to have conflict. I don't care what you want. It's going to happen. At some point, you're either going to take a stand or fall for everything that's going on. Now, Revelation 20 tells us there was a great white throne. And all the dead stood before that throne. That includes you and me. All predecessors and all of those after us are going to one day stand before the great white throne, listen now, and give a report of the deeds done in the body. In Psalm 139, it tells it very plainly that when you were conceived in your mother's womb, it was not an accident. God designed that. Every person on earth live by the breath of God you don't realize it but it's true he chose to be silent in your life but the breath that you breathe are his and he determines how long we're going to live he also determines how you spend life on earth amen he's in charge God never responds to the query and the critics of man because he knows our frame he knows our day he knows his word will stand still since Adam fell God said the day you sin you shall all die there's never been one generation that rises up that 
were able to prevent death from being a reality. They all tell you we have mortality. We are going to die. And the Bible says after death comes judgment. Nobody on earth is a robot. Nobody is. Every person in this building, outside this building, have free will of, like it says right there, choices. And nobody at any time can blame somebody for their choices. God says, uh-uh, doesn't work. Every man can make his own decision, his own choice. And God will judge every person for the deeds done in their body. Now, if you're teachers, you know in your school, there are textbooks coming out approved by governments. Not only in Canada, but around the world. These textbooks are imposing teachings regardless of your belief, regardless of your religion, regardless of what you think. They got what is called Supreme Courts. They got educators. They got men of authority that reign over our social life on earth. Can make laws and edicts and command us to out to them, sometimes punishable by death in some countries, others by imprisonment or by soliciting you to go to court and defend your position. But they remain adamant that they want you to bow to their beliefs. I asked one time the Minister of Education in our province would you accredit Bible school? He said, no, because we can't tell them what to teach or preach. But we sure can secular education. We govern that. We govern what university, high schools, grammar school teaches. We govern them. We tell them what they can do, what they cannot do. And so they allow our freedom of religion. We can practice and teach what we believe until it crosses their philosophy until it impinges on their scientific models. Then you have a court trial to deal with. In some countries they shut you down, and some they execute you as a subversive person. Thank God for freedom. Clap your hands for freedom right now. Thank God for freedom. But in Revelation chapter, amen, 17, 18, a national sentence says, Come out of her, my people. God is not trying to clean up this world. Second Peter chapter 3 tells you God is going to burn this earth up and dissolve it. It will cease to exist as you know it. Everything that you see around here and out there will cease to exist. It will be gone it will not come to your memory if you're lucky to be in the other world to come. It won't even cross your mind. You won't even know that world did existed. God's going to wipe it clean. And he has the capacity to do it. But what God is doing right now is picking out a people out of this world just like Noah picked out people for the ark. Believers. Conforming to the word of God. And so... God is saying to us, 
come out of her, my people. For example, he was talking to Babylon, the mother of Harlots, the great whore, and said, we must come out of her. Notice how he described her. She's a whore and she's the mother of Harlots. So God called her. Then he called the church that he loves and died for, that virgin church. And God is saying, come out of whoredom and immorality and come into virtuous living. For without holiness, you cannot see God. Doesn't matter how many times you're baptized, how many times you're talking. If you're not holy, you cannot see God. God is holy. For he says, I am holy. And so God says, come out. So it doesn't matter what you and I believe or teach. God will have the final word as to who is worthy to go in the world to come. Now he told us in uh, Luke 21, 35, I think it says, pray that you're counted worthy to escape the things coming upon the world and to enter in the world to come. Now Jesus told us before he left this earth, as in the days of Noah, so shall the living lifestyle be. Violence fill the earth. Men of renown are popularized like God. Sons of God, child of God, giving up their faith to join that mob. The Bible says that. Falling away. Then he went on to say, as in the days of Lot, Meaning there was sexual immorality. And a people that was very proud of their lifestyle. They openly confessed their sins. And they were haughty. And they didn't hide their sin. They, they, they said they take pride in their sins. And they openly announced it. Didn't hide it from God or from man. They practiced it in the streets wherever they were. And they had hardness of time, fullness of bread and hearty, and they were very mean towards the poor. And then God says, as in the days of Lot's wife, people that were one time escaping for their life quit running and now are being found turning to a pillar of salt. I believe many professing oneness people are sleeping. And don't realize that they're at the door. That Christ's coming is more imminent than when the apostles spoke about it. Tonight, I'm going to title this Sex Education. That's my title. I don't know if it's going to go viral on the webpage or not. Now that I'm trying to be a web star or hero. But I know every country in the world are redefining their sex education. Every society I know of, every institute of learning, every social order are caught up, preoccupied with human sexuality. Some are forcing it and some are announcing it Laws are being rewritten. Laws are being mandated. 
And now governments are entering into your bedroom and telling you how you should behave. And telling you how to live. And how to walk. In fact, some government are telling you how many kids you can have. Some even tell you who can have kids and who can't have kids. We are faced with a world of the rampage of sexual immorality. Sex become now a profession, a trade, legalized sex trade. Age limit no longer matters. They're reducing it every year, lower and lower and lower. What was caught up in the DSM-4 of the psychologist now being changed and revised to be acceptable to the mob cry. Leave us alone. If we feel good, we can do it. We consent, let it happen. Well, we consent, doesn't matter what you think. It's okay. And we want your protection to practice what we're doing. And by the way, we want your accent on it. We want your approval. We don't like the way you live, but we want you endorse what we practice. And we'll come and badger you till you like what we do, whether you like it or not. We're going to force you to accept our lifestyle while we reject yours. And so that's where we are. But my question is, do we have guidance for the church? Should I go on the street and wave a ply card? No. Should I call the government up and protest? No. Should I write some uh, article and cause an uproar, a riot out there? No. What am I supposed to do then? Preach the word. Teach the word. Amen. Walk in his steps. Obey God more than man. And the whole duty of me as a man is to keep his commandments and do his will. And I say like Peter, judge ye, shall I obey man more than God? Now the world is teaching another gospel, which they can't go for. But in Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning, God, every one of you, as students in school, as well as we had to, we had to choose between creation story or evolution theory. We had to choose between scripture or science. We had to deal with absolute or situation ethics. It has not changed. In fact, the fight is more ferocious. We're dealing with it. Is the Bible just a book, a storybook? And science book is the way the facts are. We got to deal with that. And so, who has the authority over humanity? In fact, let me back up and talk to you here. The word human is not in the Bible. You can't find that word human. If you can, then you can find the word trinity. Because the word human comes from the word humanoids. And humanoids come from the study of evolutionary th theory that said we came from an amoeba and come up and become different processing changes till we finally right where we are. So we're always improving. And that's contrary to the Bible. Man is not improving. Man is decaying. Man is degrading, not improving. 
But the evolutionary theory tells you we are improving. We're getting better. Or science, you know, not have increased. And we have what we never had many years ago. We're getting better at this thing. But God said, no, they wax worse and worse and worse and worse. And so from that evolutionary theory come racism. Because now they got Caucasoid, Negroid, and Mongoloid. From that comes survival of the fittest. From that system come a Platonic society where we teach that philosopher is king and the rest are peasants. Amen. And we're forced into a lifestyle called democracy. Forget about theocracy. And that's the way the world wants us to believe and live. So it's called the kingdoms of this world. And they speak of this world. And then Jesus said, if my kingdom was of this world, when I was here, I would have fought. But I speak of a world to come that the world knows nothing about. Amen. Why did God say to us, come out of her, my people? Why did God say something is strange that we do not run with them? Why do we say all things may be lawful, but all things are not expedient to us? Why are we admonished that we can't drink from the devil's cup and the cup of God's communion? Why are we admonished not to sit at the devil's table and God's sacred table? Why are we told not to be partakers of their sins? Because God says, I pick you out to be a peculiar treasure unto me. And as long as you belong to the word me, God says, you are going to have laws diverse from the laws of the land. You're going to have time of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego experience or Esther experience. You're going to have Daniel experience. But the best of the people that know their God shall be strong because there are many gods out there. And, you know, pantheism, agnosticism, pluralism, amen, polytheism, and all kind of gods out there. But to us, there's only one true God. And that's all we've got to preach. Because we hide the word of God in our heart that we may not sin against him. The word of God is not just on the exterior of us. It's in us. Therefore, we can say with compulsion, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world trying to terrorize me. And I believe that God said, I must not fear him who can kill the flesh, but have no power over my spirit and my body. So, church, we want to talk about sex education. First of all, there's a lie going around. Young people are saying, and adults are saying, I'm in the wrong body. <laughs> if there's one thing you can't change, honey, you can't change the face and give it to somebody else. You cannot swap fingerprints. 
You can't swap your DNA. There's something that God gives you that only you alone in the multi-trillion people on earth have. Nobody else have your fingerprint. Your thumbprint. No. Nobody else have your DNA. You have one that makes you a distinct person. God will never confuse you with Jack. God will never confuse Sue with Bill. Or Bill with Sue. He will say, oh, I'm surprised. Sue's in the wrong body. She's in Bill's body. <laughs> and he won't say, hey, you know, Bill got Sue's head. But I want to tell you about the mind of man. You can have the mind of Christ and you can have a reprobate mind. You can have the mind of a beast and the mind of humanity. That's what God did this morning to Nebuchadnezzar. Give him the heart of a beast to make him think like a ravenous beast. That does strange things that man in his prime would never do. God never is confused with your identity. Even if a government allows you to take a knife and mutilate your biophysic, you still have not changed who you are. He will not call you Bill Jill of the judgment seat. Though you may change your name a thousand times, you will never change who you are. All the cosmeticians, all the uh, medical science can mark up your face, mark up your genitals, mark up your whatever. You will never fool God. Adam will never become Eve. And Eve will never become Adam. Because God's kind cannot be mutated to the point where God says, he's in the wrong body. She's in the wrong body. Oh, we can philosophize. And we can hypothesize. And we can find sympathizers among mental deranged thinkers. But folks, you don't mess God up. Because Psalms 139 got you fixed. Read Psalms 139. I know the world don't read the Bible, so they don't know that. All the knives, all the renaming, all the birth certificate, all the thinking that you have. So, well, I'm going to kill myself because I'm in the wrong body. I got the wrong mind. Look, church. <laughs> read Psalms 139, and you'll see you're talking nonsense. Now, we got to think as Christians today. That it's either Bible or science going to govern this church. Either we are creationists or evolutionists. And I'm not one of those guys who believe in scientific creation. Nonsense. I'm not going to dilute God's word to, to, to please theoretician hypotheses of man. Creation is creation. By faith, God created the earth. Not by the periodic table. Or gay lucid laws. Or Einstein theories. 
and man he made male and female it doesn't matter what any supreme mind says or triumvirate government says you'll never change what is settled in heaven you may revise and editorialize your Bible and your theories and your theorems and your hypotheses and you may do your search and research etc but you have not changed the unadulterated word of God it is settled God created male and female in that order amen and whether you like it or not I don't care if you ascribe your looks to a chimpanzee or a monkey or a rhinoceros you will never change the fact that you were created in the image of the creator God only God alone has no beginning but you have a beginning and you have an end God is immutable doesn't go through changes amen God will never change God will always be God when you're in the ground and you rot and you decay and cease to exist he still is here he never will be absent and so God made male and female in the image of God God made mankind woman kind Genesis chapter 1 prevailing teaching everything must reproduce after its own kind you cannot change kind remember again Eve will never become Adam and Adam will never become Eve it can never happen not with science not with technology not with medical approach with a knife it will never happen a man will never have a menstrual cycle a man will never have amen XX chromosome that the woman has he will always have an XY chromosome he may not use it in procreation but he has it a man will never have ovaries and eggs but he will have sperm doesn't matter how much knives you put on your body about it and a man will never have menstrual cycle a man will never have fallopian tube he'll never have a womb never no matter how hard they try because Psalms 139 says no the same God says thou shalt surely die doesn't matter whether you're a straight or a gay or a transvestite, you are going to die. 
Doesn't matter whether you're a sinner or a saint, you are going to die. Doesn't matter whether you're good or bad, you're going to die. Doesn't matter if you're intelligent or illiterate, you're going to die. Because the king says so. <laughs> Amen. I've not seen one scientific invention that can stop death. They all die. But God said, I live forever. Come on, church. It's about time you know what you believe and whom you believe and when you believe it and why you believe it. Amen. And so, the shape and the anatomy of a woman and a man will never, never conform to intellectual hypothesis. God structured the skeleton different because of the unique place they have in society. Amen. From their toes to their tricep and biceps, their hips, their tummy, their chest, their muscles, where the fat of the body has more fat than others, up to their shoulder, to their neck, to the, the brain, the way it's situated, the gray and the <laughs> matter of your brain, the way you think, the way you operate, it's built according to kind. And nobody can change it. All these mystery drugs of these pharmacias, pharmaceuticals, they cannot reverse what Psalm 139 says is settled in heaven. No baby came out of that womb confused. Oh, society can confuse you. They teach you garbage. And we can believe a lie and be damned. I say we can believe a lie and be damned. But your bones don't tell a lie, tell the truth. Your, bo your bones come up with fixities. There are some fixities that man cannot alter or modify. Now, Sex education, the word sex is not in the Bible. It says Adam knew his wife. Evolution will tell you Adam has sex with his wife. Well, that's not true. Because the word sex means the person you're with is unknown. X means unknown. Eve had a name. Adam knew his wife whose name he knew. Married couple don't have sex because that's his wife. That's her husband. And you charge X. Who is X? X could be any person. Hello. But Adam knew his wife, and I'm going to tell you tonight all the Renaissance, all the psychology, all the anthropology and the zoology and all the ologies can never make a man a wife. And can never make a woman a husband. But keep in mind, I can be a lunatic and say, I'm rich. 
I got lots of money. And my pocket is empty. Because I said I am doesn't mean me so. Hello? You know, we can have grand doors idea about ourselves, but it's not real. And I can say to myself, well, I'm a wife. That does not make me a wife. And my wife can say, I'm the husband of the house. That does not make her the husband of the house. And when she and I stand before Almighty God who lives forever, he will not judge me as a wife of my house. And he will not judge her as the husband of her house. But God has ordained the job description of a husband. And God has ordained the job description of a wife. It is fixed. Whether you live up to it or not. Where there is no law, there is no judgment. No transgression. And God cannot judge a world if there is no law. And the law that he's talking about is his law. Not Maslow's law. Not Skinner's law. Hello? Not Freudian law. Hello? Are these philosophical teachers' law? Nature's law. It's what God established. Amen. A man can never be a monkey, and a monkey can't be a man. I see a common designer, but not a common design. <laughs> Hello? And I want to let you know, when God made animals, he made male and female. And I don't have any monkey. That's a male who wants to be a female. And I don't have any female monkey who wants to be a male. In fact, if you observe animals in their kingdom, they can scent distinct differences. They go by scent. The female have a scent that the male does not have. Even in the field, they go by scent. The chemistry that God puts there. And they never behave in an aberrant behavior except you mess with them. And like everything else, every tributary, always go back to its original source. Now, personally, church, we don't care what the world practices. I don't care. I think a person has a right to go to hell if they want to. Everybody has a right to say there is no God they want to. They don't dismiss God. And if they want to be a, a crook and a terrorist, that's their problem. But you're going to be in trouble with the law. Hello? And we can claim there is no God. They don't dismiss God. Or we can claim many gods. That don't make that don't make it so. You have a right to be wrong. Hello. But when you start infringing the rights of others, I think a conflict starts. When you begin to violate the space of others, then a conflict starts. Am I right? I know I'm right. I'm talking about sex education. Now the world tells us that. The Bible is archaic, and we can't look to it for guidance. So we put aside the commandments of God that we may obey the commandments of man. 
Unfortunately, mankind are forgetting on earth. Their predecessor did the same thing. And at one strike of God's pen, that civilization ceased to exist. So they're lost. We don't even know them. We have archaeologists trying to find out how they lived. Well, God buried it in the fossil. Amen. And the fossil says God alone is God and not man. Can you clap into Jesus? Now, folks, I know we put some sin, big sin, little sin, and so on. Not to God. God said the weight of sin is death. It doesn't matter if you're if you're an alcoholic, a serial murderer, whatever, they're going to the same final place. H-E-L-L. -L. Right? You want to categorize sin? Fine. You want to call murder, second degree murder, first degree murder, no degree murder? I don't know what you call it. It's still murder. A life is still lost. The guy who died didn't feel like he died a second rate death. He was killed. Deprived of life. So we can play games with those little ideas of man's law. But God says, no murderer shall inherit the kingdom of God. So God gave us some direction here. In chapter 1, God told Adam and Eve to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. That statement is irrelevant and stupid to same-sex relationship. I can take it any island, Galapagos Island, and put two Adam there. And I promise you, they could not obey that commandment to be fruitful, to multiply, and replenish the Galapagos Island. I could put two Eve there and leave them alone, never help them out. And I could not give them the commandment. It would be stupid and foolish. It cannot happen. Hello. But if I put an Adam and an Eve on the Galapagos Island and come back in five years' time, I go to find a bunch of little kids are picking and running around. I promise you, we'll have great grandma, great 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 grandma, grand 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 all the way, grandfather and grandpa, and all that stuff going on. And we have proof of that. Adam and Eve, God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Two Adam could not obey that. Two Eve could not obey that. But an Adam and an Eve can obey that. So nothing in the Bible is stupid. Makes sense. And God said he made womankind and mankind. And God couldn't tell two womankind to reproduce. And God couldn't tell two mankind to reproduce. And the only way they could have any offspring is by adopting first God's first principle. That they may practice their other principle. Amen. Think about it. Adam knew his wife. That couple 
set the tone as the mom and father of all of humanity how to procreate how to form relationship Adam cleave to Eve and Eve to Adam job description and role distinction was given to them amen and Adam could not give birth to the baby only Eve could and Eve and alone couldn't have the baby and input in there it takes a womankind and a mankind to give you a world every person on earth is the sum total of the mating of a male and a female never two mankind can count responsibility for this earth no two amen uh, womankind can claim responsibility for the population that we have here I don't care they got a test tube they still got to put X and Y and X and X together for a male and a female amen and by the way when you need blood transfusion you can't go to a monkey for blood type if we're relative why can't we go to the monkey and get some blood the monkey should be wanting to go to the blood bank and give us some blood. You know, so my, my ancestral kids are about to die off here. Give me some blood. You'd only last one second the moment they put that blood in your vein. Your body with spirit says, don't know this kind. I say, your blood would say to that blood, I don't know this kind. But mankind to mankind, it's okay. For from one blood he made all nation, all kindred, all tongues. Now turn with me to the book of Leviticus. I want you to know God has established how life should be on earth. And after 2,000 years plus, he's going to give us an eviction notice and get us off this earth because he's not pleased with what we're doing. He's going to show who is the boss. Now, I'm going to challenge you, if you care about your children and care about the world you're living in, because at some point in time, you have to face the music of a mob who wants you to buy into their lifestyle. They're going to force you, if they can, to conform. And I'm not here to be subversive to governments. I'm here to obey a higher law, the law of God. Put it on the board, chapter 18 and verse 6 of Leviticus. I'm going to stay in that book for a while. In Leviticus 18 and verse 6, God gave us the rules and regulations of who can have what they call sex today when they can have it and with whom and what is acceptable and what's not acceptable everything else you hear outside of this book 
You can't give God that as a defense. That my prime minister told me I should do it this way. My Supreme Court says so. My Constitution says so. God said, but how? Say it the scripture. After death comes judgment. And God going to say, how readest thou? Because the books that were open in Judgment Day was not the psychologist book. It was not the medical WHO book. It was not amen theologian book. It was the word of God. God going to judge you and me based on the Bible right here. It says, none of you shall approach, that means have sex, with your kinfolks. And God called uncover their nakedness, for I am the Lord. God is saying it's forbidden for relatives to have sex between themselves. Chapter 18 and verse 6. Chapter 18 and verse 7. It's illegal in the sight of God and incorrect for parents to have sex with their children. In chapter... Even the mic's against me. Hello? Who messed with my microphone? Hello, chapter 18 and verse 7. It says, The nakedness of thy father are the nakedness of thy mother. Thou shalt not uncover. Thou shalt not uncover thy nakedness. In other words, kids cannot have sex with their parents. Verse 8, You cannot have sex with your in-laws. That means your brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and you're not supposed to have sex. Or even uncover your father's nakedness, his wife. The children cannot cohabit with the, his mom or her dad. Verse 11, 12, and 13. Look at it. Verse 11. The nakedness of thy father's daughter, begotten of thy father, she is thy sister. Thou shalt not have sex with her. Verse 12 and 13. 13. Thou shalt not have sex with thy mother's sister. She's thy mother's near kin, folks. Is it Pastor What do you read this was for? It's practiced today. It's been legalized around the world. And they're telling you you can do it with impunity. And I'm telling you that the Bible says no. Verse 14, thou shalt not uncover or have sex with thy father's brother. Mm. Thou shalt not approach his wife either or your aunt. It's called incest. Can't do it. It is wrong. Even if the Constitution says okay. That's when you're going to say like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I can't bow to that. That's when you're going to say like those Hebrew boys. I can't eat that and defile myself. Oh, king, I got a king of kings I got to worry about. Verse 9, chapter 18. 
You can't have sex with your cousin or the kids of your cousin. God said you can't do it. Now, is he going to come down here and stop me? Absolutely not. But after death come judgment. Your sin's going to follow you to the white throne judgment. Verse 10. The nakedness of thy son's daughter or thy daughter's daughter, even their nakedness, you must not uncover, for that is thine own nakedness. God says, you can't have sex with them. How many of you knew that was in the Bible? Pastors don't read them and, and teach it. They avoid it. They act like it's not there. But they're wrong. The people need something to govern their lives by. Living in this present world. We need to know what's acceptable. In other words, you can't have sex with your grandkids. Not with your cousins. Not with your in-laws. Not with your parents. Not with your sister's sister-in-law. Look at verse 15. She said, you can't do it. Well, my culture allows it. Yes, that's what Sodom was doing. That's what the Canaanites were doing and the Hivites and the Perizzites. Hello? Verse 15? He can't do it. Verse 17 says, It does matter how near they are to you in blood. Thou shalt not have sex with the woman and her daughter at the same time. Thee shall thou take her sons or daughter's daughter to uncover their nakedness in sexual relationship. They're your near kin folks. This is wickedness. Oh, so if I feel like I want to do it, I can't do what I feel like. No, you can't. That's why you're different from the animals. God gave you conscience. God gave you inner law to obey. God gave you a higher standard. He said, be holy, for I am holy. Verse 19 says, you can't even go to bed with your wife if she goes through a menstrual cycle at that period of time. You're not supposed to. Oh, Pastor Nick, what are you saying here? Don't tell me that. I got my urge. God said, no, no, no. Learn to keep your instrument in sanctification. But you're being condemned with the world. Put a beat, I should be teaching this, right? I'm off beat. No, I'm not. Society is teaching you to do this. They're going now. They're, they have enough of their sin and going beyond that. Verse 19 says you can't do it. Then verse 20, talk about adultery. Thou shalt not commit adultery. In other words, having sex with another man's wife. Or another man's husband. A woman's husband. You can't do it. What's God doing here? God is who created sex, designed it for, for procreation, recreation. Amen. He's giving the stipulation how he will accept or reject what you're doing. What's well, my bedroom? Oh, no. The darkness and the light is the light to him. 
and everything that in darkness shall be revealed in the housetop. Verse 22, God says, not only adultery is wrong, in verse 22, he said, same sex is wrong. Oh, my Lord. But we got lost to protect that behavior. Yes, they got protected. I didn't need protection in the first place, but hey, if we got any protection, from whom? By whom? God said, Thou shalt not name with mankind as with womankind. Even if the law of the land allowed it, you're not supposed to do it. If you're a child of God. Now, if you don't believe there's a God and don't believe in God, it doesn't matter what you do. You can cuss and steal and get drunk and live like a prostitute and a whore. Who cares? Nobody cares. We have to face God later on. When sin is finished, it brings forth death. And I don't mean somebody killing you. It brings disease. God, release dangerous, unheard of. Disease, incurable disease. They give you a quick death out of this world. God take them off the land. He said, look, thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It's an abomination. I'm not making this up. Your kids are going to school who are teaching all these are okay. If you don't care about your kids going to hell, Ignore what I say. I want to tell you, friend, it's better your kids fail the sex class than fail God. It's better to lose your battle in the courthouse down here than in the court of the Lord. Because God said, don't fear him who can destroy the body but can destroy the soul. Praise God. These things are not to be found or mentioned among us not even one time. So how are we going to face the world, Pastor Neil? Preach the word. Live the word. And when it comes your way, thy word have I hid in my heart. That I might not sin against. Man, you folks are dying on me. Is it the heat or the heat of the message? Which one is it? Which one is it? Well, if it feels good, do it. That's not true. One man said, I keep my body in subjection. Let's not become a castaway. Chapter 18 and verse 23, go there. How many fathers and mamas? Sit down with their kids and walk them through the scripture. And let them know, your friends may be doing it, but you can't do that. It's not right. Whether it be fornication, adultery, or bestiality, it's wrong. Or pornography, it's wrong. Neither shall thou lie with any beast. Hey, there's a country in the States, I won't tell you which one, just passed a law that's okay to do this. Now shalt thou allow any beast to defile thyself wherewith. Then shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down there too. These already are in porn books. Hello? 
men who watch pornography see these things. And pretty soon, the spirit in that picture gets into him or her. And the worst thing is, sometimes they want their wives to do the same thing. And the wife, if she's holy and godly, feel like the guy make a slut out of her. Or a whore out of her. And her conscience bother her. And God speaks to her. But there comes a time in your life, we have to say, no, 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 no. No, 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 I can't defile myself. I should be teaching this. That's Bible. All scriptures. How many? Some of them. Talk about blessings. Talk about prosperity. Preachers who don't preach this, you have to answer the saints who mess up in, before God. Anybody who practices this is not holy. Even if they obey Acts 2.38, there are churches on on internet that obey Acts 2.38, one is the God, and still practice same sex. How do we know that? Yes! Preach one is the God, baptism in Jesus' name, influence was talking tongue, and practice same sex. I will tell you this is all right. Hello? Bestiality is practiced in every country. It's called inordinate affection. And that only happens when God gives them up to a reprobate mind. And they start thinking of ways the contrary. Now I believe if a male becomes a female, he cannot be saved. That's his personal opinion. Because to God, that's an abomination act in his sight. Now, being accepted in religion down here don't mean accepted in heaven up there. You still have to deal with him afterwards. And I read his book. Now, these guys are trying to change the Bible and call God S-H-I-M, Shem. Not him. Boy, I've lost you folks. You're so quiet. You're staring at me. But I'll tell you folks, textbooks for students are rewritten. Your kid, you can have two daddies, okay. Kid, you can have two mamas. One acting as dad and one acting as mother. And that's all right. That kid is going to grow up and become exactly what he's brought of him to be. In chapter 18, here's what God says. In verse 24 25. The reason why I'm telling you not to do these things, God says. I don't want you to defile yourself with these things. For all nations. Notice here. Not some. All the nations of the earth are involved with this. Will this come masturbation too? Just as sinful. Boys who watch pornographic magazine do cyber sex just as evil. Just as devilish. Because the question is, what is the next step?
What's the next move? Hello. You see, before we got saved, and such were some of us. But now we are saved. Because no effeminate man shall inherit the kingdom of God. Hello. The Bible says that. Cannot enter the kingdom of God. No adulterer, no fornicators. Verse 24, 25. 25 says, And the land is defiled. I'm telling you, this earth is defiled right now. And therefore God said, I will visit their iniquity upon the land. And I vomit them off the land. This earth will be burned up. God said, I don't want nothing to do with it. Chapter 3 of Second Peter saying, I'm going to burn it up and dissolve it. I don't want no building materials from this earth at all. It's defiled. Defilement will stop me and you from getting to heaven. Chapter 3 and verse 4 of Revelation. There are some in Sardis who have not defiled their garments. You know, God said, preach this to the church. My friend asked him, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Just teach the word. And when the time comes, take a stand. What pleases God? I'm going to please God more than man. Oh, no, we came in and out there. I don't know any other way of giving you defense. We're not political. We don't hate people. We don't care what they do in their bedrooms. We don't care what they do in the dark. It's their prerogative. But don't ask me to do it. Don't ask me to bless it. Don't ask me to sanction it. That's for me and my house. That's not my lifestyle. That's not my value system. That's not the way we're going to live. We want to live the way God created us to live. That's the way we're going to live. That's what we're going to perform. Hallelujah. So folks say, well, well, will you marry those people? God didn't call me to marry anybody. Hello? Teasing that lifestyle. All right, Romans six thirteen. What God said. Praise God. Hallelujah. What it says here. Don't yield your body members unto what? What about prostitution? Proverbs twenty three, verse twenty seven, twenty eight tells you watch out. I know these days the clothing that people are wearing today. Women are wearing clothes today, and they don't, they, don't, they don't understand it. They wear it so tight, every fiber of their body is being seen. Nothing left to imagination anymore. And the whole idea is exactly this. Proverbs 23, 27, 28, and Proverbs 5, verse 3 to 5. It tells exactly why they're doing this. But my Bible teaches modest apparel. I'm not the judge of other people. I'm judge of my life. And if you're a husband, you judge of your wife, and she judges of you. If you want to make it in, God has a plan. Amen. Acts 2.30 is on the beginning. But the rest is, am I worthy? What is modest apparel? Modest apparel I mean, if I wear a dress tonight at the church and a woman's attire, is that right? 
No. Deuteronomy 22, 5 says, I must not wear that pertaining to a woman or a woman or my wife wear that which pertains to a man. For all that doing such is an abomination and lead to unisex. God says a man's hair defines his manliness and a womanness. So everything God who created me tells me how to dress, I dress that way, amen, because I'm transformed. I will not be conforming to society. Society don't have no hold on me, by the grace of God. Now, I'm coming to close here. It's hot. I know that. But chapter 18 and verse 22, same sex for Christians is forbidden. Verse 23, bestiality among us is forbidden. Leviticus 18, 6 to 16, incest of any sort is forbidden. In-laws, amen, is forbidden. What's the in-law? I mean in-law sexual relationship. It's wrong. Son-in-law should not be going to bed with his mother-in-law. And vice versa. Sinful. Evil. God said, I'm against it. And that's why I vomit those seven nations out of the land. And put Israel in their place. And when Israel started doing it, God threw them out too. What makes you think God won't throw me and you out? Amen. Menstrual sex, God says, forbidden. Amen? Praise God. Now you say, are we supposed to stone people who do those things? The answer is no. There's a chain of Levitical law. In chapter 20, in verse 10 to verse 21, it lists the same thing all over with judgment applied to it. The first ones didn't give it the judgment. This one gave it the judgment. But God says, I reserve judgment for the day of the white throne. He says, I will repay. You don't have a right to go stone anybody because he's gay or lesbian or homosexual. You have no right to go out there and beat them up and, and curse them out. That's not your job. Hello. They have a right to live what they want to live. But it's when they kind of impose it on me. That's a different story. Amen. Amen. You know, you can eat any food you want to eat when you want when you're eating. But the more you try to take a spoon and force feed me, I'm going to suck you in the face. <laughs> I'm going to punch your teeth out. Because <laughs> you got no business forcing your meal on me. Hello? But if you want to, that's your problem. Amen. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. God says in Leviticus 20 and 22, He spewed them out of the land and that we should not imitate them. You don't want your boys and your sons become any of those things that you just read. And the world celebrate when their kids say, I'm this, I'm that. Instead of going to a prayer meeting and weeping and wailing and talking to God with intercession and said, bring my sons and daughter to their right mind. Oh, I've learned to accept it, but does it care? Do you care what God thinks? The world says so cute. But what does God say? Romans 1, 27, go there. What well, says? Men burning with their lust from men. Women with women. Do not 
dress your little girls immodestly because they're warped minds out there who get an inside kick on them. Teach your little girl how to sit. Teach your boys what not to touch. And don't you teach sex education without the Bible. I've seen some taught it without the Bible, and today all they raise up is perverse to kids. Teach the fear of God. And the fear of God don't mean being afraid of God. It means respect God's law. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 7, 1 to 3 says, It's good for a man not to touch a woman, but to avoid fornication, let him get his own wife. Hey. Nowadays, it doesn't matter in churches. So I'm not going to sit there and cry and say, well, what law that just passed? It bothers me. It don't bother me one bit. I said, thank you, Jesus. Come on, guys. Hurry up so God can come. <laughs> Hurry up, guys. Get as vile as you can. Because it's going to take a lot of violence to bring God back. Amen? God says in chapter 18, 22, women with women. Now, church, you know, men hug each other's neck and Women, we hug each other's neck in church. But be careful whose neck you're hugging. Be careful how they squeeze you. And you watch these visitors that came from Pentecostal churches who wants to come hug, hug, hug you and hug and rub neck. Make sure you know what you're hugging. Oh, my wife is smart enough to let them come, come hugging her and squeezing her neck. I don't know. You don't hug my neck. Get off me. Who are you? Where's your wife? Pretty quiet now. Get back. Always want to come. Who should we obey? God or man? Acts 5 stand. Now you don't want Pentecostal for the future? This is the way to preach when you grow up. Because your generation has to deal with what I don't have to deal with. You have to deal with situation ethics. Where if it feels good, do it. No law, no restriction. No God. Amen. So... I can't understand why preachers think that this is taboo. I should never teach this in church. Where should I teach it? Where? This is as pertinent as Acts 2.38. You're going to bring God back to this earth. It's not wars and strife. It's going to be immorality. Immorality. He said the earth was corrupt in the days of what? Noah. And God said the end of all flesh corrupt city. And all the same sex. You admit the fact that the book. Can't you admit they have graphic pictures they showed them in class? 
of, of men with men having relationship. What are they doing? Sensitizing or desensitizing? What are they doing? Teaching them to accept it as norm. How many preachers you know are going to preach like this? Anytime. Sometimes in the pulpit, the choir, the feminine men. But God says in the beginning, God created male and female. And you can never switch this role. Church, I'm going to tell you something else I'm worried about for you. Boys, listen to me. You're growing up. You want to get married one of these days. I'm going to tell you, boys, right now, make sure that hair on her head is hers. Pull it off if you have to. Make sure it's her hair. You're not marrying another man dressed like a woman. You can't go by these bus here. They got drugs to, fit, to fill that up. Amen. Ooh. And I've seen women who become men. Try to put the boots on and the suit on. But there's certain things they can't hide. Women go to bars thinking they're dating a girl. Only found out he went to bed with another man dressed up like a girl. And sometimes they kill them because they're angry. And vice versa. But you know what? If you live God's law, it will never happen to you. Because you're not going to go to those places to be messed around. And by the sex trade, no trade at all. Legalized on earth, but not in heaven. To God, it's an abomination. And all those girls are there for, and those men, male prostitute and girl prostitute, is destroy homes, destroy lives. And you don't know what you're going home with. Now, my friend, if Jack go to bed with Sue, Sue went to bed with seven more guys, that's the eighth guy she went to bed with. Amen. When you pick up those people, you're not going to bed with one person. You're going to bed with all the people they met. Now, folks don't want to hear that. But it's true. And it's most terrible to find a young girl who's living for God, walking with the Lord, and this guy run around and pick up AIDS and bring it to her. I believe we should go to blood testing before you marry somebody. And make sure they got the right blood. And not herpes in there, hidden somewhere. Ooh. These are sexual transmitted disease. If you, if you marry and you live God's way, those diseases will not bother you. God said, I will put none of those diseases on you that you saw in Egypt. Are there any questions? <laughs> I know I believe. Go ahead.
And that's the truth. You know what he just said? The, this mutual bathroom. Men and women in the same place. I've gone to male bathroom and seen male expose themselves. Which was a, was a sign and signal to other guys like themselves. Say, I'm open for business. So you ladies go to the bathroom, it's not a, not a woman in the bathroom with you, it's another man. Acting like a woman. That's the world we're in, yes. The state has passed a law, it's mandatory, and then nobody can fight it. It's taught across the school board, exactly what you just said. Our only defense is the word of God. Joseph says, how can I do this thing and sin against my God? Now, don't expect your kids to come and tell you what they told them. And that's the sad commentary. When the kids will come home and tell you what those teachers are teaching them that are contrary to the Word of God. And they put on these movies showing you live sex. It's called behavior conditioning. But if you study the book of Genesis, chapter 18, from the young to the old, the small to the great, the whole city was given over to this debauchery. And God said, that's enough. And the sad part was the silence of Lot. That even his daughter was infested with the incest disease. Where did they learn that from? Sodom. But God says it won't happen again. The day of Sodom is here. I'm not frightened by it. <coughs> I won't be troubled by it by the grace of God. I'm not going where they go. I'm not hanging around them. I want to tell you something else. I refuse to go in any bathing pool in any hotel. I saw a scenery one time. It blew my mind. I won't tell what I saw. But it was terrible. And they did not clean that thing up. Those people take their lifestyle in that water. And you ingest that. And you expose yourself to it. This world is corrupt. This world you need the whole. He said, I'm scared. I'm going, no, I'm trying to take God. said, the way you deal with this is not by waving placard. It's by hiding the word of God in your heart. That no matter where you are, I'm protected. I am protected. God lift up a standard so I know where I'm at, what I'm with, and I know exactly what to do. I'm not waving no placard. I'm not going to beat anybody or hate anybody. All oh, sin is sin. But God said, protect yourself. Anybody else with another question? Lord of mercy. God only you know what they're thinking. Go ahead, sister. From the day they were born to the day they grew up, as you should know, by the way you dress them. It starts from the, from the cradle. You're born. That's sex education. Because they call it sex education. But God wanted to teach, uh, teach them procreation. How they were born. Who made them. Why God made them. Pure life they're being taught. 
who they are, what they are. Because this here was not just for adults, it was for the whole, the whole family. It wasn't something God said in secret. They were all there. I don't mind telling you, parents oppose me. You know where their kids are today? The very thing I'm trying to prevent, that's what they fall for. And they berated me. And those kids are those things. And they, those kids hate this church with a passion. And belong to those society, even defending those acts. They were ashamed of the gospel, but defend that lifestyle publicly. Well, hey, sure, kid. Give the impression that I'm wrong. Go ahead. But I don't want to think I'm going to hide my kid in the house of God. And my question, please. Oh, on this side, no question? No question? Well, go ahead.